0: going on that's right it's miss b coming to you live once again on brunch with miss b you can find me right here on the flow network and other channels every sunday at 1 p.m east coast time you either find me live on my facebook page Benita claiborne or miss Benita claiborne or on the flow on the flow that's right we're on tv google play all over the place but what y'all got going on it's a brand new year whenever you see this Brand new year, brand new expectations, many more blessings. I just pray that whatever you do and say, you remember that the father has you covered. That's right. There's so many things going on in the world, more importantly in your life, that you are probably like, when is it going to end? Well, you know what? That's what we do right here on the Brunch with Miss B. There are a lot of times that men have issues that they don't want to talk about. And here on Brunch with Miss B., We're going to talk about some of those issues. Uh, This show is in dedication to um, Chris, um, I'm trying not to cry, but anyway, Chris Allen, who uh, transitioned a couple of months ago, he founded uh, Issues of Men a, a couple of years back, and he was doing interviews with me on the Storm Talk 365 radio, and today I have a special guest with me. We're going to talk about, I have a prefix, but I'm still a man. That's right. I have a prefix, but I'm still a man. So welcome my guest, Prophet, my son Elijah Michaels. Hey, Prophet.
1: Bless the Lord, ma. How you doing?
0: Bless the Lord, ma. I love that. Everybody meet my son Prophet Elijah Michaels, his lovely wife Sarah. Uh, I consider her my daughter. And I'm excited because this is a new um program that we just started. And to have him come on the first Sunday of a brand new year is meaningful to me. And I'm gonna put that right out here. I'm expecting a part two. So expect him to be here on the first Sunday in February, Lord willing, and thus God redirects us. But uh, when I invited him, the Lord said, give him a part two. So whatever happens today, whether it's a continuation of the same topic or something else, we just got the Lord lead us. So Father, in name you sure that i believe and i thank you for this opportunity for this global ministry on this global platform i thank you for allowing me to be the messenger to send the message to all of those who need to hear, especially the men, but it's not gender specific because women have issues they don't like to talk about either. So, Father, again, I thank you for um, the flow network and all the platforms that are giving me the opportunity to just share your word. May everything I do is say, be acceptable in your sight, but also be received in a manner that is meant. That is to be able to encourage others to grow spiritually. So that being said, Father, we thank you. The name of Yeshua It is done, it is so. Body. I'm excited. Let me tell you something. I'll be honest with you. You know, um, I'm a woman of faith and I tell everybody, um, I don't eat from everybody's table. And then I also would tell you, I don't feed you anything I don't eat. But let me just say this. Elijah is one of the few, I'm sorry. No, I'm not, that I allowed to feed my spirit. Um, His background is something he's going to share, what he wants to share uh, with you. But I just want you to know, for me to allow him to uh, be a part of this ministry, that means there's favor. And I trust what's going to come out of his mouth. Have you ever had anybody that you introduce to somebody and then they say something stupid like, what did they just say? Well, you know, a lot of times we in ministry have just such that you invite guests to come on and you be like, I ain't standing in agreement with death. <laughs> right. You know, but um, I have yet to found anything that I not stand in agreement with. And the Lord gave me the topic. Um, I have a prefix. But yet I'm a man. The reason why I believe the father wants to bring this up is because two reasons. A lot of people are intimidated about going to people with titles uh, such as prophet and bishop and minister and pastors like, oh, here they go with the dust and the thou and go make me feel bad and hellfire and brimstone. I don't need all of that. I just need somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, people with the prefixes sometimes have problems relating to each other. And even to their spouses, because they're expected to be all knowing, to be in charge, to understand the scriptures to the point where you got God, what you need me for. So there's a lot of reasons we're going to be exploring this topic. But, Elijah, again, thank you so much. You are um, special to me, but a lot of people don't know you. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about whatever it is you feel the Lord wants you to tell them? (laughs)
1: Um. By the grace of God, I am what I am, Um, called, ordained by God as a prophet from birth. Um, I'm a man that has had many ups and downs, experienced a lot of things in life, but I'm a learner. Um, I learn from every situation. I learn from everybody that I come into contact with. I'm one who subscribe to the thought that if I can't learn, something's wrong with me. You know, so I just strive to walk in obedience, to do anything that God would have me to do, say what he would have me to say, to encourage, to rebuild, to help refocus. That's all there is to me. Just a simple man doing the work of my father. I
0: love it. How long have you been in ministry?
1: Technically, since 1986. Technically. The problem is, uh, along with the topic, I did some running. And what I found out is the faster I ran and the longer I ran, he was where I started running from and he was where I ended up. So I couldn't get away from it, you know, but technically 1986.
0: Technically 1986. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about people with prefixes. Yes. Um, how did you come about with the prefix profit?
1: Again, um, I knew at about the age of seven, that I had a calling on my life. When I began to understand it was a prophetic calling, I first had to understand what a prophet was because people have so many misinterpretations of what a prophet actually is. You know, people think a prophet is a fortune teller, a soothsayer, you know, rub the genie and get some wishes. A prophet, according to biblical definition, is a spokesperson for God. You stand at the foot of the throne, you hear exactly what the Lord has says, and you go to declare it. And we usually speak on judgment. He can use us to foretell things, but we are ones who are sent into the house to announce a judgment that's coming, get your house in order. You know, so once I really began to understand who I was and what I was, I tried to learn how to walk in it. And I still learn up to this very day.
0: Always learning, always learning. Yes, ma'am. And you say walk in it. Yes, ma'am. As a very mature man with a prefix, um, how hard is it for you to walk in it? Because a lot of people look at men with prefixes that they got it all together. Are you one of those who have it all together now that you have accepted your calling?
1: I'm one of the ones, like the title of your show, I'm a realist. And what I have come to understand is, as long as I'm in this veil of flesh, I don't care how long I walk with God. I don't care how much Holy Spirit I have altogether. I learn daily. But one thing that I have come to understand is people with prefixes is too many that think more highly of themselves than they ought to think. Mm. And it's too many people in the church that's hurting that have the misconception that those of us with prefixes have it all together. We are men. If you study Romans chapter seven, Paul said that, The things he want to do, he don't do. The things he don't want to do, he do do. It's a conflict going on because spiritually we want to strive to please God. But naturally, we're going to fall. We're going to fall short. We're going to fail. We're going to disappoint people. We're going to struggle with certain things that have been in our lives longer than we could understand it. Mm -hmm. So it, it becomes necessary that we get to the point where we understand I'm not perfect in the sense of flawless. Mm-hmm. but i strive for perfection in the sense of spiritual maturity.
0: spiritual maturity, you know, some people say they are spiritually mature but yet they don't understand the need to have someone else to talk to you yourself. um do you have someone else that you can go to with those intimate personal moments whether it's concerns with how you're counseling someone or something that's going on in your personal life. Do you have a go-to person?
1: I have a couple. I have my brothers. Um, they're men that, well, I had trust issues with people, period. Especially with men, you know, and more so than just men, men that call themselves by a title. I didn't trust them, but over the course of my life, God has allowed me to come into contact with some men that I now call my brothers. And we have found we can talk to each other. We can trust each other. We can depend on each other. We can lean on each other because the thing about true friendship with me and true brotherhood, they don't mind telling you when you're wrong. They stand with you, but they let you know, bro, you're dead wrong or they say well i understand what you're saying but look at it from this perspective you know so i have i have about 3 people that i can turn to and share with them anything and the beautiful thing is when i'm in a position where i need that advice i need that word of encouragement i need that strong correction i don't have to worry about my business going any further than right there
0: absolutely a lot of people um, in your position, leadership position, uh, may feel that if they share too much about, I'm going to say concerns, weaknesses, areas of the need improvement, they may feel judged, you know, because somebody may say, well, the scriptures say, brother, I don't know why you're like this, brother. Do you find that in your circles that you've come across that some men don't want to talk to other men because they may feel judged
1: to a degree but i also when i sit back and observe people i feel like some men don't want to talk to other men because not so much as being judged but men have this this macho complex to where they have to know everything they have to be strong. I'm not supposed to cry. I'm not supposed to, to lean on somebody else. You know, I have this so this together that I don't need nobody else. It's a false concept. It's a lie. You know, um, everybody needs somebody. It's just getting to a point where you allow the Holy Spirit to show you who you can trust and who you can lean on so that you have a no judgment zone in that relationship you can't do it with everybody but god will always send you somebody
0: when we say send somebody Mm -hmm. as a man
1: yes ma'am
0: um depending on your faith women should or should not preach should or should not teach um when it comes to going to leadership of a different gender. Do you think men are hesitant about going to their female bishop or female pastor or or just females in general for help?
1: I'm so glad you asked this question. Okay. Because the so-called church, the so-called Christian community, when we follow and study the example laid down, by christ they had this 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 word called unity the bible goes so far as to say they were all on one accord so it was a dialogue that could be had because they all had the same mindset they all had the same goal and that was serving god and building the kingdom But the society that we're in now, men don't go to women in leadership. Women don't go to men in leadership because the church has now been invaded with this sexist attitude that men should only minister to men and women should only minister to women. And and I don't want to send you over there because somebody might think. The problem is not what somebody might think. The problem is your thinking. Because if you believe if a man is ministering to a woman or a woman is ministering to a man, something Uh, or or something else is going on, that's your problem because God called us to be one. So if I need to talk to my sister and I can get what I need from my sister and that's where God directs me, I don't have time to care about what you think about it. That's between you and God. So a lot of men don't go to women because of this, this, this notion in the church that women shouldn't minister to men and men shouldn't minister to women. If that's the case, then that means God is separating us instead of bringing us together. And that's mm-hmm. not what God does. Mm.
0: You know, I know you know the word, but there are a lot of powerful women in the Bible. Yes. And they spoke to everyone. Yes. So that being said, I'm going to take a short break and we'll be right back to continue this conversation. Mm-hmm. everybody this is miss b positively miss b like he said your spiritual realist if you are just joining me this is on the flow network brunch with miss b where we're talking about issues that men rarely talk about and today we're talking about i have a prefix yet i'm still a man what you just saw was a brief clip of my daughter that's right that was my daughter jamise bianca wilson wrote her first book why is it so important to me because last year this time we were uh facing some very life-threatening situations. She's a stage four cancer survivor. She's an author. And I would love for you to visit the Amazon link to get the book. It's a medical journal she was inspired by because they were trying to encourage her to remember things on her own, even though mama was sitting right there. But she got tired of people saying, do you know what medicine you're taking? Don't take this. And so she said, you know, enough's enough. So she was inspired to write a journal to help whether you are a caretaker or a patient Uh, or just someone who just needs to keep track of vitamins. But it's a very um, short, brief book, but it was um, inspired by her uh, healing journey for the past year. So she's on amazon.com. And I really, again, appreciate all that you can do to support her. Um, Today is a very special day for me because last year, this time we were um, in the hospital. So look at God. But that being said, as we um, got ready to go to break. We were talking about um, counseling from opposite genders within the spiritual community, and as we move forward, that um, Elijah. When we talk about um, counseling, if you would give a word of encouragement to men in positions of spiritual authority who may be going through things, but yet find it somewhat Difficult to talk about it for whatever reason, but just encourage him. Like you said, we all need somebody.
1: Yes, ma'am. I would say. First and foremost, trust God. Lean not to your own understanding. I would say. You have to understand that if God meant for you to carry everything yourself First of all, he would have never sent Christ. God always has, as we always say, that ram in the bush. You, I would just caution you to use wisdom. And this is anybody, in or out of leadership. Use wisdom as to how much you share and who you share with. Because everybody with a prefix in front of their name in the church is not of God. So we have to be cautious, we have to be wise, but then we have to realize that we can't carry it by ourselves. You're gonna burn yourself out. You're gonna do yourself more harm than good. And if you're doing yourself more harm, what are you doing to those that God has assigned to you that you're supposed to be leading? So trust God.
0: Mm, Trust God. With or without faith, Faith, there are men watching this video that are struggling with issues and like you said be careful who you confide in yes
1: ma'am
0: and i say don't eat from everybody's table
1: that's right
0: but as we move into a deeper conversation for the men who may not have connected spiritually with someone mm-hmm. Could you offer them a word of encouragement, also to not be so skeptical to go to a man with a prefix? Because you're still a man. A lot of them are, you know, maybe two dozen and thou's and holier than thou and want to criticize, but still encourage a man who may not be connected spiritually to just listen to somebody who may have some insight into what they're going through, and not because they have a prefix.
1: I would say, the scripture says wisdom is justified by our children. So, to those of my brothers, these kings that are not spiritually connected, yet you still face issues, you still have questions, um, I again would caution who you listen to. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. So. When you have those with prefixes who, who, as you, you said so beautifully, always pointing with the thus thou, therefore, and stay as far away from that as you can. We have to understand that Jesus is, was, and will always be God. But when Jesus walked this earth, Jesus had a spirit of compassion. Jesus mastered this art form that a lot of men today have a problem mastering and it's simply called listening. So you want to turn yourself to somebody who has the ability to listen. We don't listen with judgment. We listen because we care. We listen because we understand. We listen because we want to help. So I would, I would simply say to you um, seek even with the wisdom that you have seek. Listen to the words that come out of somebody's mouth. Listen to how much they share and expose their heart, because that will tell you a lot about who you can go to your issues with. If it's people that every time they talk, they're quoting scripture, quoting scripture, quoting scripture. You don't want to go to those people. Go to people who will share scripture and share their heart and share their story. That's not afraid to be transparent. Also understand that people are only going to be transparent up to the leading of the Holy Spirit because everything is not for everybody. But when you find somebody that's not afraid to expose bits and pieces of their life, that's somebody who usually you can go to for some type of wisdom and understanding.
0: I find that with women, so I can't say with men, Mm -hmm. that sometimes you just want to talk and they steal the moment because oh yeah i've been through that and they just run like okay but i was trying to say and they i don't know about men but for me as a female that turns me away from them because they want i'm not gonna say the spotlight but no matter what i bring up oh yeah i've been through that oh yeah i did this oh yeah and then you haven't gotten one word out and you haven't gotten any relief from the stress that you're under do you find Men have problems with communicate with each other because they want to one-up. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what I call it, one-up. Oh, yeah, that's, man, I did that. Oh, yeah, man, I've been there.
1: Yeah, the one-upmanship, that's what it is. Men, we have, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but we have this thing, we call it locker room talk. No matter what someone says, your story has to be better. No matter what someone shares, your experience has to top that. And it's a selfish spirit. That's all it is. Most times with men, you haven't found a resolution to your situation, but you still want to outshine the next man's situation. Because the hardest thing for men to do is to just open up and be vulnerable to other men. They look at it as a sign of weakness. So... We, we try to out-talk, and, out, and I don't care what the subject is. It could be cleaning the toilet. You know, I use Ajax when I clean my toilet. Yeah, brother, I understand that. But when I use my Ajax, I threw some bleach in there. And I, it's, the it's butt. a competition, and it comes from a place of immaturity that's still inside that they have not yet addressed. So I got to be better than you in everything instead of saying, I hear what you're saying, so let's talk about it.
0: I hear, and I think it's gendered across the board. Some people just don't know how to listen. You know what I'm saying? They just don't know how to listen. They have an answer prepared before you even finish talking.
1: Yes.
0: Um, we're going to get a little deeper. You mentioned earlier about the book of Romans, the thing that I do, I do. Yes. Um, I know you know it. Can you just paraphrase it a little bit for me?
1: Paul was talking about the battle between the spirit and the flesh. And we know Paul was that apostle. That's what we call him, that apostle. The one that God chose to to pin three-fourths of the New Testament. But Paul was talking about this dilemma that was going on, that we all face. Everything that I don't want to do, because I know it goes against the will and the word of God, I find myself doing and everything that i want to do i don't find myself doing because my spirit and my flesh are always at war one with another so the concept is understanding that your flesh hmm. it wants to do the things that flesh does because flesh is with sin your spirit wants to do the things to please god but as long As you're living and breathing, as long as God allows you to get up every morning, you are still in this veil of flesh. So there's going to be a conflict because the flesh is going to migrate to the things of the world. We don't practice sin, but we're still going to sin. Our thoughts are, Lord, I want to please you but I find my flesh still being drawn to this. So help me in this because Paul let you know, the only way you're going to overcome this is through Jesus Christ. But this conflict, especially, hear what I'm saying, Ma, especially with these men with prefixes, this conflict is not going anywhere. So when you see, because they have this title and they may be in a, a, a five person church or a mega church, and they walk around with the presumption that they walk on water and do no wrong, stay away from them. Because they refuse to address the issue that Paul talked about. We are still subject to sin. We don't want to practice it, but we do it because we're still in this flesh.
0: You mentioned the word thoughts. Yes. The mind is the battlefield. Yes. Elaborate.
1: One of the things that scripture repeatedly emphasizes is the importance of renewing your mind. Why? Because your spirit is saved. Your flesh is not, but your spirit is saved, but your mind has to be renewed. And what, what what, the easiest way to, to, to get this concept is even after you're saved, Your mind is still thinking about things of the world. God is telling you, I need you to start thinking about the things that I think about. I need you to start seeing yourself the way I see you. Though you had worldly experiences, I need you to understand that now it's time to be spiritually and heavenly minded. When when you would go through something and you might have depressing thoughts, I need you to think life. And that's what it boils down to. Stop living and walking in death and start thinking life. I am a new creature in Christ. I am a child of God. I am what God said. I am. And that's all in your mind. Because if the enemy can take your mind, he can take you. Once you allow him to play in your head, he got you because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he.
0: Absolutely. You know, um, the only way that Satan could be successful was through the thoughts and emotions of Eve. He could not steal our soul. Mm -hmm. He had to have permission. So he presented himself in a way that she intellectually analyzed and emotionally responded. Surely that must be from father because serpents don't talk. And he said that I could have all of this so, your intellect and your emotions create a behavior that you may not want to pay the consequences for. Mm-hmm. So, when we talk about the mind is the battlefield and Romans and I do the things I don't do, a lot of times who we associate with feeds into that. People with prefixes or without, they have to be mindful. Of who they associate with yes do you find it in the spiritual community that some of the leaders have not yet disconnected from the things of the world enough so they could be empowered more spiritually
1: some of the leaders have not disconnected period some of their see i don't know I don't know how much your sponsors will allow me to say about some of these leaders. So I'll say this. When you watch some of these television broadcasts, especially with some of these mega preachers that may or may not live in a, a wooden house, a clay house, or a potter's house, we don't know. But we see that they have more connection with people in the world than people in the church. We see that they hang out. When you have someone with a prefix, and I need the hearers to really hear what I'm saying. When you have someone with a prefix that has been elevated to a position where over half of America tunes in to watch them and hear what they have to say, and you see men and women of God in their presence, but they sit stone-faced and have no response to anything. But then you see somebody in the world that's so caught up in the world that they can portray themselves as a cross-dressing old woman or whatever. And this person can lay their hands on the person with the prefix, and now all of a sudden they're filled with the spirit and falling all over the place, that's a problem. But you're connected more to the world Than to the people of God. How? By what spirit are you operating? So we have to be mindful that though we may have conversation and associate to a degree with people outside, we're supposed to be connected with the people inside because iron sharpens iron. And as Jesus said, what fellowship has light with darkness? Mm. What can somebody in the world possibly add to me to build the kingdom of God when we're going in two different directions? How can two walk together except they be agreed?
0: Well, here we go. Uh, (laughs) I I talk of my face. So yeah, that being said, um, today we're talking about issues of men. And the topic is, I may have a prefix. But I'm still a man. And we've explored a lot of different ways of looking at it, either as someone in a position of authority who may or may not seek counseling. Should they seek counseling from the same gender? Is it okay to seek counseling from a woman? We talked about um, men who may or may not be connected spiritually and feel intimidated or going to men with prefixes or women with prefixes. We talked about the mind is the battlefield and so a man thinketh you know there's a lot of different ways we can still explore this i'm a man even though i have a prefix yes
1: um
0: do you find have you found it to be a common practice that some men feel offended if you don't address them with that prefix. In other words, I call you Elijah. Are you uncomfortable with anybody calling you Elijah, or do you correct them and say, I'm prophet? I mean, I'm just asking.
1: No, because I'm uncomfortable when you call me prophet. Mm. My name is Elijah. Mm. And those who, who insist that you call them by a title first, or those when addressing themselves refer to themselves by a title first i'm very hesitant and cautious around these people because one thing i used to do all the time is say well you keep saying you're this that will show me your birth certificate because i don't see that prefix anywhere on your birth certificate your name is your name and i'm one i believe that it's not for you to call yourself by your prefix It's for other people to call you by your prefix, but only when your actions show them who you are. People should know you're a prophet without you ever saying you're a prophet. People should know you're a pastor without you ever saying, I'm pastor so-and-so. They should know you by your actions. They should know you by your words, or as Jesus put it so beautifully, they should know the tree by the fruit it bears. So Mm -hmm. I would prefer people to call me Elijah or bruh or whatever. You don't have to call me by a title. I don't even like when you call me by a prefix. Mm.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, you nailed that one, son. Um, I'm going to take a short break. And um, as we come to the last few minutes, we'll we'll continue with this uh, lively discussion. I, I have quite a few more questions. I'm here. Everybody, you just saw a short clip. Sorry about the noise. A short clip from Gene Mason, number two. Oh my goodness, I can't say enough about him. Uh, Like Elijah, he's like a son to me and his lovely wife, Shannon. uh, They have just been so supportive. If you like my intro music, it was created by Gene Mason. Uh, He is going to be joining me on just about all of my episodes, either live or pre recording, because he's going to be providing. Um, the break for us, the musical break. Uh, he is an author. This book is still I rise. He has a CD with the same name. Um, he has a lot to say about issues of men. One of the things he said, um, this is a book about a few of my personal and observed traumatic experiences. When I say traumatic, yeah. So look it up. Uh, still I rise, look up his music again. He'll be with me. Um, Every Sunday, either live during the musical um, break or um, pre-recorded. So again, thank you so much, Gene Mason. Um, Go to all of the local music outlets to find his music. But yeah, he's 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 pretty talented and I'm blessed to have him to provide music for me. But that being said, he also has also been interviewed. Um, I will um, I'm, I'm. uploading as we speak but he's on demand but he did an excellent interview uh, a couple of weeks ago so please go to the flow on the on-demand channel it's a new channel we're still working on it but if not um he'll be on my youtube page shortly but again that's gene mason go to um his facebook page and look him up gene mason too they have a big event coming up in april and i'm looking forward to attending right there in texas how about that um before we left we we covered a lot but we have like maybe maybe 15 minutes left um I'm gonna give you this time Elijah to address the audience the way the Holy Spirit is leading you to do that want to do that praise God um it's 2023.
1: And the thing I would say to those that are inclined to listen to a lowly preacher such as I is allow dead things to stay dead. As you continue on your journey, especially my my brothers, my Kings, recognize and know who you are, recognize and know Mm -hmm your purpose. Recognize and know what God called you for, what God called you to. But also we need to understand what God is separating us from. This journey is not easy, but it's not supposed to be easy. The word of God tells us that those of us who would live godly in Christ Jesus, we shall suffer persecution. But as I shared with some friends recently, 2023 is going to be a very prophetic year, but a line has been drawn in the spiritual saying it's a year of tribulation. It's a year of triumph. It's up to you to decide which side of that line you're on, because God is going to do some amazing things in the life of us common folk. But you have to be in position. Learn how to listen more and speak less and learn how to not be so moved, so emotionally attached to things in the world and of the world that when attack comes, instead of responding in your kingship or in your queenship, you respond like the world would respond. Time is getting short. Um, The church, the body is in such a chaotic state that sometimes it's difficult, as we discussed earlier, to know who to trust, to know who to talk to, even to know where to go to hear a good word of God. But trust God in your process. Trust your spirit to discern where you can be and where you can't be. And realize that your journey is your journey. And what do I mean when I say that? Don't allow other people's opinion and what other people think you should or shouldn't do to sway you from your journey. If you don't want to do this but that's what you're being led to do, then don't allow people to sway you from what you're being led to do or where you're being led to go because everybody on the journey with you is not going to be with you the entire time. But if you allow people to dictate where you're going and what you're doing, and it's not of God, then you're going to find yourself out of position. And if you're out of position, then you're missing out on the blessing and the thing that God has for you. Again, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So trust God, trust the process, lean not to your own understanding, pray, fast, pray, search the scripture, pray, listen. Pray. Hear. Pray. And that's about all I need to say. God got you.
0: I think that was a lot. I think that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, was a lot. Um, I just would like to say also on top of that, um, whenever you see this video, we are in a new year. Yes. It is so cliche to say, well, I'm going to make a resolution. I just did a video on resolutions. You need to keep your word. The father takes your word seriously. So many people make resolutions and never initiate them. By the end of January, it's done. They had no intentions of doing it anyway. It just sounded good. But if you are watching this, there's a good chance that you are a follower of Yeshua, you have a relationship spiritually. You need to be mindful to keep your word because a broken word is a lie and the Father does not look kindly upon liars, especially intentionally. So many people get caught up in traditions and don't realize their doorways hindering their blessings, like a resolution. I'm not gonna say as simple as a resolution because there's nothing about lying and not keeping your word. Some of you knew that you needed some improvement in areas, but you procrastinated until the first. The issue was there in September, October, November. Well, it's almost the end of the year. I just started the first of the year, but. You could have stopped smoking last year, drinking. So then you come up with the resolution and then you still break it. What are your intent? What are your intents? All I'm saying is as we move forward into life, a lot of people are very observant of worldly traditions such as the calendar, which is not necessarily the scriptural calendar, but the global calendar is January the 1st and they're focusing on January the 1st. Every day is the first day of the rest of your life and the last day of your past. Don't procrastinate based on a condition that you think needs to be met first. Oh, I'm gonna do it on my birthday. Oh, by February, I'm gonna get this. Whatever it is that needs work, You have a choice to start on it or procrastinate and put it off. And the intentions are not to even follow through with it. As a believer, you need to be careful what you say out of your mouth. Resolutions are not something to be taken lightly. You made a vow. You made a promise. So many people want to hold other people accountable for their words and actions. Where's your self-accountability? Is it okay to lie to yourself? Is it okay to make promises to yourself when you know it's for your betterment? Don't go into another day. I'm not going to continue to refer to a new year. Don't go into another day lying to yourself. How many of you have doctor's appointments and the doctors give you? that exercise and you go, I know, but, and you go back home. And before you stop, you at a fast food drive through or you're at the buffet. And then you want to increase your insulin and your blood pressure medicine. And what I'm saying is we have choices. Elijah mentioned about the book of Romans, the things that I want to do, I can't do and things. That... It's true. The flesh, it's real. The righteousness of Christ that dwells within you should be more powerful than the flesh that's controlling you. When we eat or do anything, you have a choice. Gratifying the flesh or satisfying the spirit. When we say nourish our bodies, nourishment is for your betterment. Anything other than that is for your detriment. We have been given a diet to follow. Some people call it the Genesis diet. Some people call it veganism, vegetarian, whatever. We have been conditioned to eat anything that man makes and don't question what's in it. My daughter's a stage four cancer survivor. I never said she had cancer, I so said she, she survived it. It attempted to attack her. But James 5.15 said, not my child. How many of you don't even realize that things that you're putting in your body can either heal you or kill you? The things that you are putting in your body does not necessarily mean solid food. What are you watching on TV? What are you doing for entertainment? Who are you hanging around with? What are you nourishing your spirit with? Elijah mentioned, so am I, I'm a man thinketh. What are you thinking about? The Bible warns us, our thoughts were held accountable. I ain't never cheated on my wife. And you got a collection of porn videos, porn magazine. You sit in your car in the park and watch the women dress scantily and you drool. There are a lot of things that you're doing that you think it's innocent, but it's not. What are you feeding your spirit? You hear me say, live like you believe what you believe, but know what you believe. If not, Study and then apply it, or you'll keep falling for anything. We talked about men with suffix, suffix, yeah, that thing, the prefix, I'm sorry. They may know the scripture, but are they applying it? Scripture is only powerful when you apply it. Otherwise, it's just knowledge. Knowledge is useless if you don't know the true meaning of it. How many of you have done the Bible studies and all of that? But yet you can't go back and quote it. Uh, I know I read it. It was there. So you're just going through the motions. Listen to me as we come to a close. There are no do-overs in life. And this is the first video of the year with Elijah, the prophet. Elijah, the man with a spiritual position as prophet. He doesn't take it lightly. You all, every individual are in spiritual authority by birthright. You have the right to claim your spiritual authority, but you can't claim what you don't know. You can't conquer what you don't confront. As we get closer and closer to what some people say is the coming of the Lord or Armageddon tribulation, I'm not here to give it a title, but as the days go on, it doesn't take a rocket science to see that things are deteriorating. It's cyclical. You're responsible for your own behavior, not the behavior of others. Your mama may have drank six pack of beer and your daddy may have smoked six packs of cigarettes. Well, it's in my family, but You don't have to do it. There are things called generational curses. The tendencies are there. But some of us just want to do it. Going back to Romans. Your choices are your choices. And you're going to be held accountable for those. Not your mama, not your daddy, not prophet, not nobody. Your choices are yours. And I'll tell anybody. It has been a struggle for me emotionally because I couldn't separate myself from my children's situations and become a strong spiritual leader. But as I've grown, I apply this to everybody. That's on you, boo. That's how you want to roll. Let me know how it work out for you because I'm good. I pray you through your mess, but I'm not going to join you in your mess. I pray you through your mess, but I'm not going to join you in your mess. So many of you can't even take spiritual authority in your own life because you're joining in other people's mess. Oh, I can't believe that cop did that. I can't believe that that politician did that and get all worked up. I can't believe this happened. You all worked up about all of that. But you know what? Did you forget about prophecy? You can't change what God said is going to happen. I pray as you move forward into the first day of your future and the last day of your past, that you take on the responsibility of living your life the best that you can and find out who you are spiritually, who you are spiritually, and understand that you have to exist as a human, but you should live by the spirit, which is the righteousness of Christ that dwells within you. We were created by a spirit to return to the spirit, to obey it, love it. And go out and make disciples for them. That's five. B -B L E, The basic instructions before leaving earth. Do you understand your basic instructions before leaving earth? Do you even care? The mind is the battlefield. We talked about that. The spirit realm is real, whether you want to believe it or not. Most of you say, oh, Satan is real. But you have no use for anything good. That's called Jehovah God, our Father, Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. How about the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus speaking in tongues? I don't want to know nothing about that mess, but the first thing you want to say, oh, the devil is busy. So uh, do you understand spiritual warfare is real and you can't fight a spiritual war without spiritual weapons? You're the biggest weapon of of all. You were created with all power and authority as a birthright. He said in his word. I give you all power and authority. Do you know how powerful you are? Evidently, you don't. I said to my children, I'm going to pray you through your mess, but I'm going to stop being in your mess. And in order to do that, I had to understand just how blessed I was. I can pray as we come to a close, one of the things I had to learn not to do was to climb the rough side of the mountain. I have a lot of different spiritual exposures and one of them was, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. I cried a lot behind that song. Let me tell you something, the devil is a lie. So you think it? so you are. If you think you gotta climb a mountain, And the rough side, you're going to always be climbing because my father said, I speak to that thing. It's gone. I ain't got to climb nothing. I'm next in line for a miracle. After who? How long I got to wait? God is about to. God is a right now God. You speak, declare, decree, it is done. Wait for the manifestation of it. It's done. There are a lot of things that we put into our own lives and we don't realize. So as we come to a close, Elijah, do you have any closing words of what I just said?
1: Oh, you said it all. That was that was beautifully spoken. You know, nothing needs to be added to that.
0: <laughs> well, all right then, everybody. This is Ms. B positively, Ms. B. Elijah. Tell them about the um ministry that you and your wife have and how they can reach you.
1: Sound doctrine delivers ministries. We're out here in Emporia, Virginia, and you can. I guess it's type of S2DM2022 at gmail.com. And, and it's on YouTube. You can see it's on YouTube. Pull it up on Facebook. Rightly dividing the word of truth, keeping it in context to learn what thus saith the Lord about you, but more so about Him.
0: Well, I'm not going to let you get by. Yeah, you're on YouTube, but every Saturday, what you got going on on Facebook?
1: We do a live. Every Saturday night at 630, um, whatever subject the Lord gives me, we go in. Um, there are people who ask questions about things that they have been wrongly taught about. We go in. You know, we we again rightly divide the word of God. We break down the words in their original context and we see who said it. Why did they say it? What was going on when they said it? And how does it apply to us today? Every Saturday night at 630.
0: And let me again, I don't let everybody feed into me, Miss B. Don't do that. Um, but I do want to elaborate a little bit on the sound doctrine ministries. What are you? What is your focus? What's your purpose?
1: To teach God's word as God intended it to be taught and take tradition and religion out, it's too much traditionalism and religion being taught and not sound doctrine. So we're here to put it back.
0: And your ministry without walls. How about that?
1: Yes. We don't have a building yet, but wherever God sends, wherever we're invited, we're there. It doesn't matter where it is and what it's about. If it's about the father's business here my Lord, send me.
0: I have also had the privilege of uh, being the MC for some of your, um, I'm not going to say ministry events. Are you available for speaking engagements? You or your wife? Are you willing to, to do that?
1: If you invite, we're there. Doesn't matter. Above and beyond denominations, we're about the word of God. So if you invite, we're there, unless God says no, because he will say no. But if the invitation is given, it'll be accepted.
0: All right, everybody, there you heard it from Elijah, him and his wife, Sarah are available to speak she has a woman's ministry of her own look them up on facebook sarah t michaels um He's mostly on her Facebook, but she has her own woman's ministry as well. So Sarah T. Michael's on Facebook um, and her own woman's ministry. And Elijah usually does his live on their Facebook page. All right, everybody, again, this is Ms. B. You can find me every Sunday at 1 p.m. East Coast time on the Flow Network. You can also find me on my Facebook page, which is Benita Claiborne or Miss Benita Claiborne. And I'm on all social media under Positively Miss B., My YouTube channel, I'm building up content, but you can find me on YouTube under Positively Miss B or Storm Talk 365 Ministries. All right, everybody, you have a blessed, blessed day. Enjoy the new year. Remember, you have choices. You're responsible for yours, not anybody else's. Bye-bye, everybody.